0: Hi, and welcome to this week's LGBT wellness podcast. Each week, LGBT HealthLink, a program of Centerlink, brings you a roundup of some of the biggest LGBTQ wellness stories from the past week. Get ready to listen and learn lots. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another week of our LGBT wellness roundup. As always, if anything that I share is of interest and you'd like to check out the article for yourself, just go to blog.lgbthealthlink.org. Let's jump in with our first story of the week, some skeptical of COVID-19 vaccine. The New York Times reported on hesitancy to receive the COVID-19 vaccine among LGBT folks, especially those of color. They also cite a recent study which found that among LGBT individuals, medical mistrust and concern around vaccine stigma were both associated with hesitancy towards taking the COVID-19 vaccine, of course, when it becomes available to different groups in the population. That same study found that within the LGBT community, black individuals were less likely to be willing to take the vaccine than were their white peers, which of course shows that even among the LGBT population as a whole, we have lots of different groups within it. And um, the the issues that face people of color in general with um, medical mistrust and uh, lack of information and opportunity to get the vaccine, all of those issues are going to come into play within the LGBT community as well. Next up, groups pan anti-LGBT bills. HRC published a letter from 1,000 child welfare organizations around the country, together representing 7 million professionals, speaking out against a slew of anti-LGBT youth legislation that has been brewing at the state level since the start of the year. So far in 2021, 65 bills have been introduced targeting the rights of transgender youth in particular. These include things like making it impossible for them to access gender-affirming care until they turn 18, uh, blocking educational opportunities like being able to play in school sports, a lot of different things uh, that have been concerning that are popping up around the country, sometimes in response to uh, positive movement happening elsewhere. Uh, And so, um, yeah, interesting to see see this letter of of folks who are interested in the well-being of youth and children speaking out against this type of policy. Next up, equality updates across the U.S. In a related story, Movement Advancement Project published an update to all of its equality maps, which included positive changes like Hawaii and Virginia, making it easier for people to change their gender marker on their state ID. It also has examples of municipalities taking action at the local level to do things like banning discrimination or ending the practice of conversion therapy. I'd like to point everyone to our Action Link program if you're interested in learning more about uh, policy and, and uh, issues that are happening at the local level up to the federal level. Just search for LGBT Action Link and, and you'll, uh, you'll find that resource. And our next story, Intersectional Disparities and Homelessness. True Colors United released their annual report on homelessness, which among other things found that LGBT youth faced 120% higher risk of experiencing homelessness compared to their non-LGBT peers. Black LGBT folks were the highest, uh, highest risk group within the LGBT population and overall, uh, nearly one in four black LGBT, uh, young men reported facing homelessness within the past year. Uh, and that doesn't include folks in this particular case who have experienced, um, severe housing instability, like having to couch surf. So just thinking about, you know, completely didn't have a place to stay. Um, nearly one in four is, is a really, uh, upsetting number. In our next piece, study looks at bi women. NBC News reported on research finding that bisexual women who are in a relationship with a heterosexual man were less likely than other bi women, for example, those who are in a relationship with a woman or those who are in a relationship with a bisexual man, to be out. The study also found that bisexual women in relationships with heterosexual men tended to face less discrimination than did bi women in relationships with other types of partners. So, of course, we don't want anyone to face uh, discrimination. And the idea that you know, for bi women who are in a relationship with a bi man or uh, or with another woman or someone with a different gender identity, that they're going to face higher discrimination—that's really concerning. Also, just concerning that that a lot of um, bisexual folks, and in this case, women, don't feel comfortable coming out. Um, Obviously no one should have to, if they don't want to, but a lot of times when someone doesn't, it's, it's a reflection of not feeling totally safe doing so, not having the resources to do so. So definitely an interesting study to kind of delve into this topic. And in our final story of the week, group speaks out against conversion therapy. The American Psychological Association adopted a resolution opposing efforts to change someone's gender identity, so this includes what is commonly known as quote-unquote conversion therapy. Their Council of Representatives found that such efforts cause harm and interfere with our natural and healthy understanding of our gender, so not only is is this preventing someone from feeling something that's normal and, and, and healthy, but it's also causing damage. They also updated a similar policy they have um, recommending against changing a patient's sexual orientation. That policy originally came into effect in 1997, and it was updated in 2009 and again this year. Well, that wraps up another week of our LGBT Wellness Roundup. As always, if you want to check out any of the stories and studies that we've talked about, you can go to blog. LGBTHealthLink.org, where you will find a written version of the roundup with all of those links. I hope that you'll subscribe to the podcast if you're not already, and thanks for listening.